Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Live on ACN Track, welcome to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Hello everyone, welcome to the show. James Broadhurst with you, joining me as he always does, Cal Robson. How are you, Cal? Uh, Good, it's good to be here. It is indeed. As always, Cal, another big weekend of chasing over here in Western Australia to look forward to. Uh, Plenty of action, plenty of dogs coming back, big names. Uh, so let's kick off uh, with the Friday night meeting down there at Mandra. We're looking forward to the return of Quartararo here. This is in race five, the 490-metre race uh, there, Cal. Uh, haven't seen this dog for a couple of months, the Paul Stewart-trained chaser, but uh, was a really up-and-coming chaser, wasn't it, uh, before it went off the scene? Yeah, well, it had a start at Cannington, uh, did a couple of naughty things then. Paul Stewart took it to Mandarin at Quali trialed and nearly went in the track record. So the ability is definitely there for this dog. He stepped it up to 647, uh, probably needed that run over the 647, then has had a bit of time off, and he's back now over 490. So um, a very interesting race. Obviously, got Harper's Hero, who's an up and coming dog. Um, won really well last start, just missing that shoe on the track, which was good. And uh, Dash for Cash, who. Probably looks your early leader. Ran a really good 490 last start, which I was surprised about, but ran really good time out in front. Tell us about this. You were on course? I, I wasn't there. I just got notified after. And you can, when you see the replay, I think there's a thong that was in the middle of the track. Now, Harper's Hero t- goes over the top of it, but right. um, I think they came to the conclusion that no dog was affected by the thong that yeah. was on the track. And uh, it was all good. Well, there's a lesson for you, punters. Do not throw footwear or anything, for that matter, on the track. That was uh, that's silly. Yeah, oh uh, yeah. I thought Reese Palmer was back at the Greyhounds, <laughs> but um, that was my first thought after his uh, night out at the trots. But <laughs> that's right. Uh, all right. So Quarterado, uh, <laughs> quickest time over this four ninety meter journey, twenty seven twenty eight. That was the, the, his maiden win uh, a couple of months back. He's won, also run some pretty quick time, other quick times over the over the journey. Not a super quick beginner, uh, but quick overall. Are we, are we expecting him just to slot straight back into that sort of form here? Um, I think so. I think Paul Short would bring him back pretty much raring to go. Yeah, he's actually gone quicker than that 27-28 as well, but that was in a trial. So um, looks to have a pretty good map. Dash for cash looks your early leader. Every, every referee's got a bit of speed from one, but three and five are both very slow. Um, Harper's Heroes moderate out as well, so I think we'll give a bit of room. So just needs a little bit of room early, and what, uh, watch this thing absolutely fly late. Yeah, absolutely, and looking forward to having uh, it back. Uh, you mentioned Paul Stewart there in the next race, race six. This is the 405-metre free-to-all, Tanbert Pace, another young chaser from the Paul Stewart kennel doing uh, particularly well. Is this likely to start favourite here? Because this is actually a, a really good race, this one, as you'd expect and you'd hope. Uh, for a free free to all quality race, uh, Fiorella Ford's in there. Universal Gas, a last start. When he got the two Alexia Isaac 
chases out wide, turbo fun, last up winner, and amazing fun, as well as David Short's uh, favourite each way dog, uh, Rolleston, going around in this one as well. So Tanner Pace, uh, although it's had a good win last start, maybe won't have everything all its way here. Well, to answer your question, I hope it starts favourite because it can't win the race. Oh, here we go. But Whoa. I don't think it was. I don't think it should start favourite. I think box four is a nightmare. There's a lot of early speed in this race, and don't know where the dog gets to. And the, although it's been impressive to the eye, hasn't actually backed it really up on the clock. Uh, I think it's PB's twenty two sixty six, and that was on a lightning track, and it had every possible that night. It's still very young, but you look at a you look at Turbo Fun last week uh, was in the twenty two forty odd. So if that dog leads, uh, I don't see how Tanner Pace can possibly pick it up and from box four it's a nightmare it's a dog that wants to rail tends to miss the start as well uh two and three are both quick um even rolleston has gone 22 50s before so there's a lot of ability in this race and i just don't see where tournament pace gets to and how it can pick up the dog that will lead and my favorite dog amazing funds also in the back yeah, and i yeah. think this dog might go really good fresh and i don't actually mind the box seven out wide for this fun i think probably gets a card across from turbo fun and I think if Amazing Fun sat on Turbo Fun, I think it could potentially get over the top. All right. Okay, there you go. Callum Robson's thoughts on that 405 free-to-all on Friday night. Do we swing our attention to Cannington on Saturday? This is a big program, this one, isn't it? We've got the WA Distance Championship final as well as the two heats of the WA Sprint Championships. We spoke a little bit about this last week. Obviously, no nationals. Uh, this year, normally the winners of these two races would head off uh, to wherever the nationals are being held. No nationals this year, but still, these are good races to win. And uh, well, I think they're doing a there's some sort of deal, isn't there? That if you win the nationals for your thing, you might go to the, straight through the semi-finals and a million dollar chase. Oh, the million dollar chase, yeah. So yeah. that's the perks, obviously, of winning it straight through the semi-finals. So yeah. Um, whoever wins it, obviously, that's a good price. Indeed. What about this distance final? Obviously, no heats for this. Straight uh, for the finals. Uh, Flake Manelli, obviously, dog to beat here. Won her past four. Hasn't been beaten over the 7.15 metre journey since early April. Look, as we know, if she jumps straight to the front here, she she just wins this. Is that likely to happen? Mm, Cindy's Oliver's been showing a lot of early speed and does draw directly inside. Yep. I'd probably prefer Flake drawn out a bit. Would give Flake a bit more time to muster up here in two with a decent beginner in Cindy's Oliver, the inside. Flake's definitely going to have to get the start right. And then we have Hurricane Tears and Five, who will look to come across. Now, Hurricane Tears is blessed with a lot of early speed. He's definitely quicker than Flake Manelli early. So if Hurricane Tears gets the start right, which he has the last two, over the 7.15, I definitely think Hurricane Tears could lead Flake. Um, that would mean that I'm not taking the short price Flake Manelli. But I um, have mentioned that I think Flake Manelli might have an ability to come from behind these days, I think. She's certainly ra- improving in that she's, regard. She's racing a lot better in behind than probably just getting used to the blinkers, but I couldn't take anywhere near the current quote. Um, I'd potentially have a bet on Hurricane Tears. I really like the run at Mandra last start. The run over 600 was very good, and I think a dog out in the lead at around $8, and there could be a bit of trouble in behind. We too. haven't seen it from Hurricane Tears over the 7.15 yet, though. No, we haven't, but he's over east. He did perform over the 7.15 a couple of times, and he's been gearing up for this, and... Um, that 6.47 at Manda is pretty testing, and he ran that out quite well. So, um. uh, Cindy Zolva, you mentioned box one. Any chance here? No, I thought it was absolutely awful last start, Cindy Zolva. Right, okay. Um, after leading and to run that time, and you got so tough taking huge ground off at late, uh, don't know. Uh, I was expecting to go sub 42, and it went nowhere near that. So 
Yeah, just, hasn't been able to do that as yet. No, and that's probably what you need in a race like this to go that sub-42 mark. Even Goblin Minnelli's gone sub-42 before. So uh, questions are whether Cindy Oliver is a proper stayer. Okay, or just a very strong sprinter. Yes. Or a 600 dog. Yeah, 520, 600 strong. All right, there you go. Cal's happy to take on the favourite, Flake Manelli there. As I mentioned, hasn't been beaten over the 7.15 since April, Cal. Yeah, well, yeah. (laughs) All right. You you like the price there. What about these two heats of the sprint? The big news, of course, uh, we've got Tommy Shelby back in heat one. Uh, racing since uh, first time since he ran second in the Group One, Vic Peters. That was at the start of July. That it's been a month already. Time flies, uh, and he's got box two here. Uh, Kiss me, Linda. Box one. Fernando Starr tuned up with a win at uh, Cannington last night uh, for this race in box three. Also picks him in Nally out in box five. Are those are kind of the, the main chances here? Yeah, I'd probably give a mention of more deductions as well. I think it's a dog that's. I'd say it's the best dog in the race, um, but map issues are of plenty here. Um, the thing that strikes you about both these races is the amount of early speed. Kiss Me Linda's really quick early. Tommy Shelby, you know, is very quick early. Fernando Starr yesterday went really quick out of the boxes. I think ran 5.44, which is flying. Pixie Minnelli, airborne. Chevy's entry, airborne. All those dogs are in, obviously, the same heat there, Yep. which might prove a little tricky for Tommy Shelby. We'll have to absolutely nail the start to lead. Um, it's first up, obviously, coming back over the over-east run. So whether they have it absolutely peaking for this heat, I'm not sure. I think if it doesn't lead, it's in a bit of trouble. But I think it's the rightful favourite. On balance of probability, you'd probably have it leading. But there's definitely dogs that can lead Tommy Shelby in this race. All right, you mentioned uh, those dogs there. Kiss me, Linda. Winding the clock back. We, we spoke about this dog last week. Did it again. Went back to back. Didn't lead on this occasion, uh, but did win. Let's uh, listen to the concluding stages of that race. Finding the top, Mermaid Manelli, Kiss Me Linda, quickly through to second. In behind them, next was Chevy's entry, Bust of the Brutes, now levels up to fourth, then followed by Grace Ali. Behind them, more deductions and Hasty Guest off the back, and Kiss Me Linda worked to the lead. In second place now, Mermaid Manelli, Chevy's entry, but into the straight, the jockeys go for home, and Kiss Me Linda wins. Second flashing home was Grace Ali, third is tight. All right, uh, there was Kiss Me Linda. One of the dangers, potentially, to Tommy Shelby there in that first heat. Uh, what about this second heat? Cal, once again, very competitive race. Uh, this one, your dog, uh, Bust the Brute, going around. Uh, but Mermaid Manelli, so Monty, Naughty Gun, uh, and another dog that uh, I don't mind is a real cheeky outsider, Grace Ali, in this race. I think this is a really messy race. Obviously, you have four, uh, you have early speed in four, five, six, seven, and eight. Um, they're all probably drawn close to the wrong side of the track, except for Mermaid and Joker Poker. But so Monty's going to cut hard for the fence, which I think you can put a line through Naughty on there. I think them them two will collide. Uh, Mermaid will hold its line out and go a little bit wide, same as Joker Poker. So on paper, Buster Brute gets uh, good early room to move. Um, hopefully he can sit second and qualify for the final. That's what I'm hoping for. But um, I think you raise a good point there. I think Grace Ali might be the bet in this race. Uh, it's a dog that has been um, running really well over the 520. Um, last start, very good. And... This is definitely a race where it could be really messy up front and you're looking for the dogs that can run on. Obviously, Chomp Manelli and Grace Ali are both those dogs. It's just Grace Ali, I think you're getting a big price to find out. So I think my bet for the race would be Grace Ali each way. Yeah, huge. You you will get a big price on Grace Ali. Now, we talk about Mermaid Manelli every week, it seems. Uh, you, you mentioned might be messy, but look, she is still the likely leader here. 
even for, well for box seven I don't think it's going to be an issue for her yeah likely leader um just to be query over the 520 and whether she's going to run it out um she's had every possible the last couple over 520 and not broken 30 seconds there's a, quite a few dogs in this race that would be able to run on to um get past the 30 second mark even bust the brute if he uh, camped on Mermaid Manelli I'd be disappointed if he didn't go past but this is a great race uh, obviously top four from each heat go through to the final that final will be held at Cannington on Thursday night uh they'll be doing the swap with Mandra, Mandra will host the Wednesday and uh, Cannington will host the Thursday night and there'll be the sprint finals from all around the nation held on the same night. So uh, plenty to look forward to there. One other race I wanted to have a quick look at, Cal, uh, before we head to a break here uh, on Saturday night. Race four, this is Yonder Up Magic. This dog's won its past four starts at Mandra over the 490. Comes up to headquarters for the 520. Hasn't hasn't shown a lot uh, on this track previously, but the, the form he uh, she brings from Mandra is superb. That she was running some really quick times down there. Can she translate the Mandra form to Cannington? I don't think so. I think she's a dog that likes Mandra. Uh, she's coming out of the boxes a lot better, but the five twenty starts completely different. I don't think she can run the same amount of time uh, early and match it with a lot of these dogs. The good thing for her here is that Starbucks draw on the outside and wants to get out to the middle of the track. So you're going to get every room, uh, every bit of room to see what she can do. Um, there's a lot of strong dogs in this race. Hasty Yes has been absolutely airborne recently. Uh, Polly's Ariana's the same. Both those dogs uh, can be behind Yonder at Magic. They'll run Yonder at Magic now. All right. Okay, Starbuck, by the way. Coming back uh, after a couple of months off, her first win last start. All right, so that's our look at the weekend. Uh, uh, on the other side of the break, we're going to be catching up with Nat Crook, who's uh, developing as a very nice trainer over here in Western Australia. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Welcome back to Go Greyhounds. Well, it is our pleasure now to invite Nat Crook to the show, a trainer who has come a long way in a short amount of time. Nat, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Uh, excellent, excellent. Now, last night, we'll just quickly mention it, you had the <laughs> two dogs going around, one you owned, one you trained, uh, probably not the result you wanted, right? To uh, uh, Just win boss and Chloe's the boss. Yeah, yeah. Chloe's boss took a bit of a tumble as well, so thankfully she's she's okay. Um, and, yeah, look, we've been very unfortunate with Just Win's boss. She's She loves the rail, so ideally she needs the inside three boxes and... She just missed a kick last night, um, and she stormed home, even though she got bashed a bit. But yeah, she needs she needs the inside boxes really to see what she can really do. All right. Uh, well, we'll see uh, how she goes next time round. I do mention that because it's uh, probably a good illustration of where you're at in the industry at the moment. You've got a dog that you were training and a dog that you owned uh, trained by someone else. You have gone pretty big uh, on the Greyhounds. It's all happened in the last uh, year or so, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. We we started off, um, we actually decided on a, a family day with our best friends. I think the boys were watching a Greyhound run and they were like, if it wins, we'll buy it. And, and they did, and it was, it was Go Brandy. Um, and then we kind of just 
uh, got a little bit obsessed with it and we've we've bought quite a few. We went then to Boom Down, who we've had some great success with, um, and then we just kept on buying, <laughs> yeah. which um, I think we're now we're up about 32, 34 dogs. Um, and, yeah, we've got some nice pups coming through. We've got some great, great ones running at the moment, but um, we're thoroughly enjoying ourselves and enjoyed spending the money, really. Uh, it's a right. It's another dog that you own. Uh, he's racing tonight. He's coming back off a little bit of a break. How do you think he'll go? Yeah, he's got He's got his, the draw that he, we wanted for him. He loves the rail as well. Look, he's done amazing over there with Ben Rawlings and his family. Um, I think he suits uh, SA very well. He's won the um, anniversary sprint cup not so long ago. Um, we've got him in for the Nationals heat tonight and we, we, he's one to watch really. He's a very honest dog, um, and it gets him in the inside, and that's exactly where he wants. So he is coming back off of a, a bit of a spell, but I think last time he did that, he came out and, and ran very good time. So we're hoping that he will run good tonight. As you mentioned, uh, you've got dogs uh, yeah, all around the country, haven't you? A 30-odd. How big has the investment been, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, it's a severe investment, definitely. You know, we've we've purchased and we've financially put a lot of money um, originally, we were just coming in as owners, um, and the more and more we got involved, you know, there's lots of research, there's wealth of knowledge out there, and we've been very fortunate with the people that have taken us under their wing and willing to share that knowledge. That we just kind of got hooked and and then became trainers ourselves. And basically, this, this love of dogs has come from you just attending the track and going to the restaurant. Is is that right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we've enjoyed a really good night out with the kids. You know, it's very family-friendly. Um, going to the dogs, the kids love seeing the dogs run around. Um, and then once we actually own the dogs, uh, we obviously then got a bit of a taste of wanting to trial out training and give it a go. And, you know, having the dogs at home, the kids are my chief patters and cuddlers. <laughs> they love having the dogs there. And, and it's lovely Absolutely, yeah, and it's free labour, which is even better. <laughs> um, and you know, and now we've actually going to track and seeing our own dogs run around. It's just a different experience. Uh, you recently got a new property. Um, how's that been? And how's the change of training? Uh, having obviously a track at your own property now, and how's that been? Yeah, oh, it's so much better. I mean, we lived on the canals, which is you know sensational. It's beautiful, but the practicality kind of ran out quite quickly and, and now we're over at Old Ibis. We're sat on 20 acres, so the dogs are much better suited here. Um, we've got, like you say, we've got our straight track right on our property and it's just so much better and the facilities that we can give and obviously work with the dogs is a lot more better and and hopefully we can um, get some good winners from it. Your early uh, success I guess, as an owner came with Boom Down. That dog uh, won group races uh uh, over east and uh, was a contender for Greyhound of the Year. That was a pretty uh, pretty special introduction to the sport, wasn't it? I mean, not your first dog, but one of your first dogs. Uh, yeah, well, he was our second dog. Like, we landed with on our feet with him. It was yeah. very fortunate. My husband kind of researched um, the dogs out there and really worked on looking at track times. And he came across Boomdown. He approached the owners and, and made a deal. Uh, and he came over here and I think he won about 10 races on the trot over the 600 and 7.15 and then yeah we had to go chase the big group races went over Sydney couldn't believe I mean my heart was in my mouth because he always comes from behind yes. um, and nipped it on the line and, and he was very successful over there in the other races he always positioned and came somewhere and he unfortunately got his injury and, and he's now over with Ben Rowlings and family and they're doing some great things with him and he's, he's 
getting that success again. Yeah, I think we, we realised this dog was going to be something the, the night he ran down um, uh, Reedy's runner. That was uh, that was pretty memorable, uh, that one. But, yeah, yeah, certainly a lot of success with this dog. Look, the, the decision to go from owner to trainer, and obviously once again in, in this short period of time, any kind of uh, nervous moments or, or second thoughts about that? Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's a daunting experience because you don't know, you know. You look at it and go, oh, I could just train a dog and kind of hope to wing it. But you know, we've researched, We've my husband's very much involved with understanding the field and, you know, he's spent his time, we've looked at nutrition. And like I say, we've we've got a world of knowledge at our feet with trainers. You know, Dave and Christine Robartson have been absolutely phenomenal for us. Benny Rawlings and family over, over in SA has been awesome and the knowledge out there and research and good old Google and you know we've we've taken our time to make sure that we we were capable of a looking after the greyhounds we knew the nutrition we've been working on their training which it's a learning process it's continuing to be flexible and and trying out new things and um, and yeah we've just been very fortunate that you know we've we've worked well with the dogs we're doing some things that uh, seem to be working and we're enjoying the ride. And you currently have a probationary trainer's licence. Uh, tell us a bit about the – there's restrictions on that, basically, aren't there, as a, as a newbie yeah. trainer? Yeah. So as a, a newbie trainer, you're allowed up to three dogs, which we're on at the moment. And so we're hoping to go up to our T2 soon, so that would then extend us up to 10 dogs. So obviously it, there's frustrations because we've – but we can only have three currently training, but – we're happy, you know, we want to make sure that we, we can handle the three dogs prior anyway. So the actual system that Rawa put into place is actually very good. Um, and we've got our dogs in with trainers that we wouldn't move anyway because they're being very successful. But we've got some puppies coming through, so hopefully the timing's right. And as they come through, we can take them on as trainers ourselves. Yeah, OK. All right. So up to 10 and that'll be happening, you hope, uh, sooner rather than later. Yes. Mm. Uh, all right, what about the dogs you do have at the moment? We, we mentioned just win boss, also another one that uh, is going okay at the moment. Curfew, big uh, win last Saturday night for this greyhound. Yeah, so Curfew and just win boss are actually brother and sister. So <clears throat> Curfew is a very good race dog. He's taken everything in his stride. Um, he doesn't have the ability of just win, but just wins is very green at the moment. She's not very race savvy, so... Um, our high hopes are for just win. She went 22-20 at Warrigal as a pup and her, she broke 27-50 on her maiden. So you give her the right box, we're going to see her do some, some great times, hopefully. And, and curfew, just week on, week out, he just runs his little heart out. So uh, we're very happy with them too at the moment. We've and got Boss Noir as well, which we've just um getting back to fitness. So hopefully she will come through soon as well. And old school Q, uh, Cool was one that went around recently. How's that dog going? Yeah, he's okay. He um, did his monkey, so he actually flew him over to SA um, to go through some rehabilitation over there. Um, so he's due back soon, so we're hoping that we can line that up when we get our next licence, that we can take him on board as a, as a trainer as well, because he's a, a beautiful dog. All right, there we go. Exciting times ahead, Nat. We're looking forward to seeing uh, your progress. Yeah. yeah, thank you. No, we're really enjoying it, and hopefully we can... Uh, continue to keep getting some winners <laughs> all right good stuff we've had plenty of success already so uh hopefully that can continue for you nat crook there uh joining us on go greyhounds uh on the other side of the break uh, cal we're going to run through some issues in the industry Here we go.
Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. We are back, and Cal, last week you raised an issue regarding WA bred races, and basically your dog being uh, shut out from those races. Well, most uh, of the dogs. Well, apart from the WA bred dogs, mate, yeah. uh, which is more than 50%, or about 50% of the dogs in the state. Uh, so we put that. To, well, just give us a quick recap on what your, what your um, point was. Well, I think there's too many races that are for WA bred dogs, and especially the listed and above. Um, obviously, your normal races, everyone can join in, but the listed or above oh, races. Uh, okay, okay, all right. So that was the point you made. We took it to Peter Halk, uh, the um, manager of Greyhound Racing at uh, Racing Wagering WA, and he has provided us with a, a list of events here, li- listed races, 21 listed races, of which only four, Cal, are WA bred restricted. So that's over the course of the year. And in terms well, of feature over the, races? Over the course of the year, there's space within a month of each other. Well, maybe we just hit a hit a patch of them, but uh, you got to look at the bigger picture, Cal. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, well, maybe we can space them out then. Over so the co- we, oh, okay. All right. We, we'll, 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 we'll put that to Pete and we'll we'll get a response. <laughs> Nick, do you want to keep this one going, dude? 52 feature races, so this is not uh, not solely listed. Uh, only nine of them are WA bred. So, obviously, the encouragement is for locally locally bred greyhounds, uh, and uh, they've also got West Chase uh, incentive scheme as well, and complemented through a small amount of WA bred only feature races throughout the year. I, you know, look, I don't know. I we want to encourage the local breeding. Maybe you just need to get into breeding, mate. Yeah, well, I, I understand that, but whether they they can do a bonus incentive like the rest of the um, the rest of the codes do, where you have I know they have the West Chase at the moment, but maybe a bigger bonus for if you're a WA bred and you take out a listed race, and yeah, obviously there's three of them within two months of each other. Maybe we spread them out because then you do have dogs that can't race in the listed races for that period of time. So right. um, well, yeah, I, I, I just I can't see this going anywhere, Cal. I think you. But you've made your point. Okay. All right. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'll keep it like that. Let's turn to some good news. Uh, we mentioned Tommy Shelby before coming back uh, to the track. Uh, this dog, of course, has been raising money for a charity. Did the merchandise sale uh, through their Twitter uh, Twitter page uh, a month or so back? Are they raising money for Greyhounds as pets? They delivered those uh, the, those items to Gap this week, about $1,000 they raised for Gap, and they're also donating 10% of their winnings from now on for the rest of his career. 10% of Tommy Shelby's winnings will be donated to charity. They'll be doing a different charity every month. Uh, this month it's Beyond Blue, uh, and I think it's a great cause. Wonderful of the Tommy Shelby team to be giving back uh, to the community like they are. Yeah, it's very good, obviously. Um uh, the Greyhounds as Pets is a great program and all the beds they deliver will yep. be well uh, well serviced by the other dogs and obviously we have to look after that part of the um, that part of the problem too after after life for these dogs. I know I've got a mate that does fostering for the dogs and he uh, harps on about how they're such great pets for yep. especially people living in small houses that can't walk their dogs every day due to work commitments. They're quite laid back. 
uh, the sleepy dogs. So yeah, my next step is just to work out how I um, classify myself as a charity so I can get some of the money. <laughs> Why don't you put your hand up to be a foster carer? Well, that would be a good start. Jeez, Cal. <laughs> All about the money for this guy. Anyway, the Tommy Shelby team, on the other hand, are not as mercenary, and they are giving back to charity, which is great to see wonderful work from them. Now, the other thing we raised last week, Cal, was the issue of the Nationals. Obviously, we're not having it this week. I put it to you to come up with the dream field for both the distance and sprint national final. This is obviously hypothetical. Uh, but what have you come up with? What are we starting with, distance or sprint first? Um, we'll do sprint. Okay, let's go. Let's hear it. So New Zealand, I've got Aussie in there because I've gone from one from each state and then a few wild cards. So. Okay, right. Um, Far away. So uh, New Zealand, I've got Aussie. Queensland, I've got O'Mickey. South Australia, I've got Shadow Mist. New South Wales, I've got Ebby Infrared. Victoria, I'm putting in Shimmer Shine and yeah. Simon Told Helen. Okay, which one? Which one's in your... Hypothetical thing: Which one's the comes in as the champ, and which one's the wild card? Um, Shimmer Shine comes in as the champ, and <laughs> will win, and will win tonight. Okay. Um, and then, uh, then Simon told Helen's lucky to come in as the wild card. All right. Um, so then I've got Tommy. Controversial. Sh- <laughs> got Tommy Shelby from WA. Um, Tasmania. They only have a best eight for a national, so I'm just going to leave them out because that's just disappointing. Ah. Oh. Um, they can deal with that. They don't make it this year. This guy, I tell you what, you're making friends all over the shop, aren't you? All right, so that's your sprint one. Yeah. Uh, any highlights there? Obviously, the Vicks always have a strong contingent there. What about the other states? Uh, the, the other, the other great. Well, Abby Infrared's a good dog. Made the maturity final. Um, has got an abundance of early speed, and I think O'Mickey um, would need a draw inside boxes in the final, but um, left who's got um, Stevie Simon Todd's brother for dead over and. Queensland, it's a dog that has so much ability but would be very box-dependent. So well, that's with that dog. And Tommy Shelby has performed on the big stage. We saw him at Wentworth Park. Um, indeed. And importantly, the million-dollar chase is actually on at Wentworth Park. So Tommy Shelby could potentially go back there and give a good show. I mean, that first early split of 5.33, um, I, you just don't see dogs going that quick. All right. Yeah, we would we'd definitely be bang, uh, bang, uh, cheering for Tommy. What about the distance in your, your hypothetical distance? Um, distance, Mighty Muscle from New Zealand. In Queensland, I went Velocity Bettina. I think it's the um, started favourite in the Queensland Cup and it's the most versatile dog over there. Um, Stayers South um, Australia, there's only one, so Truculent. Um, although didn't perform against the Stayers over in Vic, the, the Stayers in um, South Australia are very poor. Um, New South Wales, good one. A very talked about dog made mainstream media with his run over the 520. Recently came over on this, uh, on the over seven, uh, 720 and ran sub 42. Now we talk about sub 42 over here being very quick. That's over 715. So this dog went over 720 and went sub 42. So, um, a very good up and coming stayer. Uh, Victoria, once again, just the pinnacle of staying races. I went with Mr. Harley Woods, a dog that shows good early speed and, just breaks dogs' hearts, but obviously you've got here's tears, tornado tears there, um, and there's a few up and comers, um, he shall power and the like. So, in terms of wild card, I'd probably go um, he shall power. Here's tears came over and wasn't very good over at Cannington. So if we're going to have it here, I think um, he shall power should get a crack, and then WA Flake Manelli. Flake has to get in. We do once again apologise to our friends in Tasmania for Cal's well, well they blat- blatant they blatant rudeness. Actually. Well, they don't have a distance <laughs> final, so they literally can't come in. Well, they had a they had a contender over here last year. Yeah, but they, this year they don't have a distance final at all. Okay, all so. right, fair enough.
Even so, we could have put him in. But that's all right, Cal. That's fine. All right, so who wins out of that lot, in your opinion? Um, I will go good one. Good one. I think it's the up-and-coming stayer. Doesn't have to lead. Comes from back in the field and can rattle home sectionals like you've never seen before. But I will give a special shout-out to Houdini Boy as well, who over the 600 last start was amazing and came home in rapid time. I couldn't put him in just because I haven't seen him over the staying journey yet, but I think it's a uh, probably potentially our best stay in Australia. One to keep an eye on. Okay, all right. Thank you, Cal, for that. Uh, well, we'll never know because uh, we, we, it won't happen. But, yeah, we'll just uh, say I'm right. Uh, well, <laughs> we'll see. It's always fun to, to, to have a look at these things, isn't it? All right, let's have a quick break. And on the other side, we'll be talking to David Short. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Welcome back to the show. With us now is David Short from Tab Touch. How are you, Shorty? I'm very well. Thank you, JB. Cal, nice to be with you guys. Yeah, good to have you back on the show. What about the racing from Cannington last night, the Wednesday night meeting? David Hobby uh, debuting a couple of really nice uh, young chasers here, didn't he? Absolutely. Sunset Spitfire really show, uh, stole the show there last night. Uh, 40 early, 18-15, which is the third fastest split for that sectional for the entire year. When you think about all the top-grade dogs we've had here, for a dog on debut to run that. And then 29.45 overall, a 10-length winner. Um, it broke Quick Jagger's maiden record that was set way back in February 2017 at 29.54. Took a length and a half off that. We know what Quick Jagger went on to do. So really encouraging signs. Looks to be a very hot pup and one that we'll look forward to watching over the upcoming month, Sunset Spitfire. Yeah, indeed. I had mail on this dog from... A month or so back from Victoria, that was when it had broken in over there, was uh, they were talking about it back then, and uh, we saw a trial well, and obviously came out with a really, uh, really nice uh, maiden win last night as well. What about the uh, the litter mate there, Sunset Toxic, also a nice maiden win. Yeah, it was a good performance running sub-30, not quite as dynamic as Sunset Spitfire, but nonetheless a, a really impressive debut. It was a big night for Dave Hobby. He had a treble with Lajuri Manelli winning in 30 and 25 later in the night. Enzo Cradelli had a good night. Uh, Bahrain Train was a, a nice winner in 21.85. That's a, a, a nice form race heading forward. You can certainly rely on this race. Runner-up junk patch went 21.88. Uh, Laptop Genius went 21.97. Anytime they're breaking 22 seconds over the 3.80 in low-grade races, you can follow the form out of those races. So both Junkyard Patch and Laptop Genius, you'd think he'll have a win just around the corner. And uh, the second leg of Enzo's double was one that snung off. It basically scraped home. It uh, looked like it was a dead heat. Took a long time for the numbers to go up. But in the end, it was the outsider Ollie machine prevailing in 30 and 17 to give Enzo his double. Chris Hulse, another double. Weston Harmony winning in 29.87. Uh, the runner-up out of that race, Mega Cooner. You can continue to follow. It's in a rich vein of form. It ran sub-30. And Fernando Starr, who we know is a Saturday night dog, uh, when it appeared in the Wednesday fields, it looked put in takeout, and that's the way that uh, panned out for Fernando Starr, the second leg of the Chris House double in 29.76. Uh, some other nice performances. Um, County Cooner for the Chili Man, Mickey Johnson, went a mm. flying 21.54 last night. That's absolutely airborne. Uh, wins on the night as well for Tanya Thomas with Dandelup Silver, Cody Charles with Jordan Sparkles, Barry McPherson with Hey Siri, and Stephen Richards with Private Property. 
another two, uh, race four, I just want to point out, Recall Express, I think it's a dog that's improving um, every start, getting stronger and stronger with a 520S, good early speed, I think we'll be breaking through soon. And Sunset Hellfire, obviously, another one of the pups, uh, couldn't lead uh, on the, on that night, and I thought it was a very good run in behind them. So I think Sunset Hellfire would definitely be winning next start, and keep an eye out for Recall Express. All right, there you go. All right, what about uh, tonight at Mandra? What are we looking forward to down there, Shorty? Oh, this is a good card. This is a, is a really actually, yeah. deep, deep, deep card for a Thursday night, and it's, it looks punter-friendly to my eye. I, I'm definitely getting involved with some multis. I, I thought that uh, race six, number six, Curium, uh, winning form's good form, and Terry Erinshaw, when he's got a nice young sprinter, they generally just ruck up the, the picket fence form, and that looks set to continue on for, for Curium tonight in race six, number six. Uh, I thought that uh, in race number eight, the each-way play of the night looks to be Sandave Rebel to my eye. I like this dog in that the speed map here, there's not a lot of it. And Sandave Rebel um, can run good splits over the 405. Should be in front for a long way. It's, we're getting you know, a really nice price to find out about. I thought it looked a good each-way play. Um, obviously, he's my Mac and Desert Flyer in the market, and, and they're the dogs that will be running on. But maybe Sandave Rebel can just nick a break and, and maybe pinch this race at a good price. Uh, high tensile, the place. Race 9, number 3, looks at a nice leg of the multi. And try catch me, who was just devastating last week. Uh, it should be able to go on with the job. It'll win a stack of races here in WA for Glen Curry. So it looks a good night for the punters. Race six, number six, Curie. Race eight, number five, is the each way play, Sandave Rebel. Uh, race nine, number three, High Tensile. Loves finishing on the podium. It's a, a nice place banker. And race 12, number three, try catch me. My better bets on the card tonight. What do you think of those, Cal? Yeah, I was against you in race six. I didn't like Curium. I'm, I'm going to back uh, four Sticky Vicky and uh, seven Shimbona Spirit. Um, I agreed with most of the others. I think Desert Fly might be a big show in race eight. Uh, one at odds in race four is for the Horde, number one. But all the rest, I thought, were pretty strong. Curium coming into the race uh, four straight. Uh, one of a few dogs, actually, on the card that they're racking up some nice picket fences here. We've got Sunset Fireflies, one that's past three. That's in race five. And race seven, who else? But uh, Oriental Owen just keeps rolling on. It's one that's past six. So, yeah, as you mentioned, Shorty, a really nice card down there for a Thursday night. Yeah, it's a beauty, actually. That Oriental Owen's race is really interesting. I'll be interested to get Cal's thoughts because generally you just say Oriental Owen put in takeout. But one of the state's best beginners over the 405 drops back for her first look over the 302 metres here, Marishan Sniper. And um, gee, she's the sort of bitch that if she can show the same pace she shows over 302 that she does over 405, she could give Oriental Owen a potential headache there tonight. Yeah, I was going to take on Oriental Owen. He's also doesn't always Shanghai out of the boxes. Like last up, used eight perfectly and only ran 680. I think Marishan Sniper can sort of step with them and muster up. If Marishan Sniper leads over 302, I doubt there's a dog that can catch Marishan Sniper. Um, Oriental Owen's also got to deal with Molly Spolly at the inside that often goes sub 550 early over the 275 at Cannington um, and does want to use a bit of the track. So there's a few problems there for Oriental Owen. I thought there was a bit of value around him. All right. Well, we've doubted Oriental Owen before and he's uh, he's come through. But uh, look, I suppose he does have to lose eventually. Shorty, what about the weekend, Friday and Saturday? What, uh, what are your kind of specials there? Yeah, Friday night, Mandra, good program. Uh, I thought that uh, there were some, some nice bets on the program. Uh, Rolleston each way appeals greatly, race six. A real favourite of mine, this Graham. When it draws down there, the inside, that's when I like to step into her. She's had uh, 18 starts from boxes one and two for 10 wins and four placings. 
that record speaks for itself. She runs into tandem at pace, who's running hot right now, and will probably start a warm favourite. Um, I'll probably take the Quinella as a save, but I think Rolleston each way looks a really nice bet race six number two, and uh, incredible hero stands out to me in the free fall. I thought he'd be right up on top of the speed and really hard to run past. Uh, Brooksy Manelli, as always, will be each way in race eight, and Cosmic Gas. Uh, is in a losing sequence race. Um, this is a greyhound that has traditionally found itself racing in top grade events and to drop right back to a losing sequence race, um, I thought Cosmic Gas looked to get his chance to return to the winner's list as well. But pretty good night there on Friday. What do you think of those, Cal? Yeah, I think Incredible Hero is a great bet. Um, Rolleston, hard to know with that prices, but I think you're definitely on the right uh, the right wavelength there. I thought Tandem at Pace, I'd definitely be taking that dog on and um, Cosmic Gas obviously down in grade just needs a bit of luck early. And just real quick shorty for Saturday night. Great night and looking forward to seeing the return of Tommy Shelby. He'll be really hard to beat in the first of the WA Sprint Heats. The second of those uh, WA Sprint Heats is wide open. Um, I think you can make a case for most of the field. Nice bets on the program race. One number eight, Jive and Jake. It was a, an impressive debut winner. Uh, gets room to move there. It'll be hard to beat. Race three, number two, We the People. This was excellent last time out behind Hurricane Tears. Looks like the 600-metre trip's going to be right up We the People's alley. So race one, number eight, race three, number two, race five, number two, Tommy Shelby. And um, off that run last night, Counting Cooner will be really hard to beat in race eight as well. It can reproduce that 21.54. They'll have to have their skates on to keep up. And in the distance final, Flake Manelli from box two is going to the beating. All right. And you're not bringing out Captain Barnacles. <laughs> no mermaid. No mermaid for the captain this week, but um, I'll save that till when she gets back to the 405 at Mandra and I'll keep the white fluffy hat on standby. <laughs> Wise choice. All right. Good stuff. Shorty, thank you very much for your thoughts. We'll catch up with you next week. Thanks, boys. All the best. Good luck to the punters over the weekend. There we go. David Short from uh, Tab Touch. Uh, Cal, any other ones to add uh, for the weekend there? Uh, just for tonight, I've got a couple of tips. Race four, number one for the Horde. A uh, bit of odds there for you. Uh, race six, another two at odds. Number four, Sticky Vicky. And number seven, Shimbona Spirit. All right. Well, we'll look forward to seeing how uh, those bets go. Uh, tonight at Mandra and, of course, uh, Mandra again Friday night and Cannington a Saturday. Uh, that's all we've got for the show. We'll catch you next week on Go Greyhounds. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson.